You're listening to Soul Power with Angela Jordan and Gabriel Harley, the podcast by, about, and for solopreneurs. Welcome to Soul Power. I'm Angela Jordan, and I am joined by my co-host, Gabriel Harley, the lovely Gabe. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Ah, Sorry, (laughs) that's not me. Never mind. I thought today on Soul Power, we might talk a little bit about motivation and keeping... If you feel like it. (laughs) Right? Only if you feel like it, though. Only if you want to. You're not beholden to it. Um, As a solopreneur, as a small business owner, we are often working by ourselves and we are often responsible for our own motivation. And sometimes it's uh, it's a little tricky to keep yourself motivated. Note to Michael, our sound uh, editor, uh, please insert the sound of like a dripping dungeon kind of lonely environment right here, you know, when, you, when we do the introduction. That'd be swell. That'd be lovely. So keeping yourself motivated is a little tricky. You know, when you first start your business, you're all in. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. It's going to be great. And then seven years later, you might not have quite as much motivation as you did when you started. True. Um, I Sometimes it doesn't even take seven years. Sometimes it just <laughs> takes a really bad day, like, yeah. you know, a year in or a month in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It doesn't have to be a certain amount of time. Um, do you happen to remember when you first felt that lag in motivation? When you when you first started your business, I would say I, I don't remember a specific instance, but I will say because of the nature of starting a business, it's often fits and starts. And um, did you ever see the movie, the uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s movie uh, Sherlock Holmes? Yes, I did. And the part where he hasn't had a case in a long time and he gets really bored and he's like, you know, poisoning the dog for fun and (laughs) shooting holes in the walls. (laughs) Tell me you didn't poison your dog. Oh, no, we don't have a dog (laughs) anymore. (laughs) No, no dogs were harmed in the making of this podcast. (laughs) Or beforehand. No, but on a serious note, it is really easy to lose that motivation when things taper off and they always taper off. Um, You know, and I I think it's true. I don't think I know it's true for, you know, me and Angela and any other solopreneur out there. And it's true for, you know, Hollywood A-list actors. I've heard many of them say, you know, I, uh, I, I never stop working because I'm always afraid the work's going to dry up. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I may be burnt out, but I'm going to keep going because make hay while the sun is shining. Right. Um, which also then leads to its own set of problems. Mm-hmm. So I would, you know, like I said, I don't have a specific instance I can point to, but there were many shorter durations of just feeling like, you know, the the seas had had become becalmed. Mm-hmm. The seas had becalmed. <laughs> They'd become too calm, maybe? Maybe that. I some some sort of boat metaphor. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, so in the past, what has helped you get out of that 
slump in motivation? For me, it's often spending time with people who are in a similar situation. Mm -hmm. Um, As you alluded to earlier, I think a lot of solopreneur work, well, hence the solo part of that, (laughs) is you know, work done by yourself. You're off in your own little corner office or in your garage or basement or whatever, wherever you are. Um, even if you're in a, you know, a big recording studio somewhere, you know, uh, if you're just mixing a record, at least in my field, it's pretty much you and the equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so getting out and spending time with people who are either colleagues or who've been through similar situations, or even people who are not, you know, directly in your field, but are, you know, other self-employed people. Because I think there's part of the loneliness is that when you're surrounded by the sort of nine to fivers who, you know, I, I do my eight and skate, you know, <laughs> punched out at 530 and I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, not that that's that common anymore, but it's definitely a completely different world. Yeah. Um, you know, and it goes both ways. It's like, you know, well, what do you, what do you mean you can't take off at 2.30 in the afternoon and, and go do this? You know, aren't you self-employed? Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> I want to stay employed. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, you can't, um, you can't always be there on the weekends or you can't, you know, your, your work as a solopreneur is, you know, oftentimes you're the service provider or the producer of something and you're the accountant. And you're the uh, logistics department and you're the shipping department and yep. on and on and on. So it's it's a lot of up, down, up, down. Uh, and when you do get a break, you're tired and you're like, I don't know if I can do this again. <laughs> you know, I, I've, I was listening to an interview with, um, and I've heard this from a lot of different musicians, but I was listening to an interview with, with Sting who said, you know, every time I come off the road, I think, wow, I'm never doing that again. (laughs) And then 18 months go by and it's like, oh, I've got to do this Mm -hmm. again, you know. And I think being any kind of self-employed is a lot like that. You you make it through the finish line and then you're like, ah, I'm exhausted. And uh, so I I guess I'm I'm talking more about exhaustion now or burnout (laughs) than I am lack of motivation. But I think the two go hand in hand for sure. Absolutely. For sure. And, And getting back out on the road, so to speak, is is what overcoming, you know, lack of motivation is all about. Mm-hmm. It's it's when it's become a job and you gotta punch the clock, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 not as much fun at all. <laughs> um but you touched on something that I think is really important for solopreneurs, and that is finding community, finding yeah. a tribe that can support you. And, you know, you can commiserate with them a bit, mm-hmm. but, you know, you have that support around you. Okay, well, I'm not the only one going through this. Great. I'm glad to know that, you know, not that you're happy that other people are having problems, but it's kind of like... Oh, good. We're all in this together. Yeah. We, you know, I don't necessarily have a, a team because I don't, you know, work a full-time job somewhere, but it's my responsibility for creating that community and that tribe around myself. Yeah. And there are a lot of good sort of resources out there for doing that. I mean, you know, you can obviously look on your own social media. Um, you know, I've seen meetup groups for, uh, there's a local group here. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. It's basically people who are into audio at a sort of high level who get it together for coffee once a month. Um, and then there are like, um, 
what's the, is it NBAI? Hmm. Or are you thinking of BNI? BNI, that's BNI. what it is, yeah. yes. Which my, my brother, when he started his company many years ago, um, got involved with that, both for networking purposes, but also because it gave him somebody else to talk mm -hmm. to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's that's sort of a, a difference between you and I as well. Um, you are more of an introvert, so working by yourself isn't, for the most part, as... Um, lonely, maybe, as it might be for someone who's an extrovert. Yeah, like absolutely. Me. Yeah. Not that I'm, you know, trying to out-lonely you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just going to say, you know, when the full-on pandemic was happening and everybody was isolated, that was me living my best life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my husband, too, he is an introvert like you, and he loved working at home and not having to see people. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, even if you are an introvert, that that gets old after a while. Yeah, you yeah. do want that connection with someone else. Well, and, and again, finding the motivation to do the work when you're by yourself. You know, I mean, the only person who's going to kick my ass is me. Right. Right. And maybe my wife. But, you know, she's <laughs> off doing, she's got her own problems, her own, her own career. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, how do you get out of that slump? What do you, what do you do? Do you have any things you've So for me, it's community. It's mm -hmm. getting out, it's meeting people, whether it's, you know, um meeting a mastermind group that I'm involved with, you know, where we all talk about our businesses and how we can help each other. So is this an official organization or, or is this just what you've called yourselves? Um, the mastermind? No, ma <laughs> I wish I made it up, but it's it's a thing. Do they have freaking sharks with freaking lasers? <laughs> Not mine. Oh, okay. Not yet, at least. I do like the laser part, though. Um, it's basically... A group of people who get together, we get together once a month for three hours, and we each take about 20 minutes to talk about our business, some trends that we're seeing, some victories that we've recently had, some issues that we might be having, and then, you know, what we set out to do for the next month. So it's a great way to get community, and it's also a great way to hold yourself accountable. Mm, nice. Did you, is this somebody like you knew someone who's in it? Did you find mm -hmm. it by searching yeah. or? Yeah, I found um, um, some local coaches and a business coach who was holding these masterminds once a month. And I was invited to join. And once I joined, it was like, oh my gosh, where has this been? This mm. is fantastic. Um, and it helps keep me motivated and accountable. Um, the other thing that works for me is taking action. Like mm. I can sit on an idea mm -hmm. forever, yeah. but actually taking action and taking that first step and making something happen does it for me. Um, Dave Alexander, who's been my guitarist and in, in various musical incarnations for 30 some years, um, is very much a type A, you know, he's very, very well organized and, uh, one of the most productive human beings I've ever met, but he has, and has encouraged me to embrace the 15 minute rule. And that is if you're feeling just no motivation, pick a thing, preferably the thing you're dreading and do to say, I'm just going to work on it for 15 minutes, set a timer nine times out of 10, when the 15 minutes is up, then you're 
deep into it mm-hmm. and you're not going to stop. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, just little tricks like that can make a big difference as well. Well, that makes sense because, you know, one of the issues I work on with clients um, is taking a small step. You know, they very often, and it's not just my clients, it's, it's all of us, we see a goal and it looks so daunting mm-hmm. because it's this big mountain. But if you break it down to chunks, you know, like, how do you how do you need an elephant one exactly. bite at a time? One bite at a time. So, <laughs> if you're eating elephants, though, go seek help. <laughs> elephants are not food. They are not. They are not. Not at all. Plus, they often go bad before you can finish the whole thing. They're they're huge. How can they not go bad? I mean, you can't store that in your deep freeze. It takes a village to eat an elephant. That's what I say. <laughs> it takes a village. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. It also takes a village to raise a good idiot. It's another. <laughs> Another kind of thing. (laughs) So small chunks, you know, small steps are what get us there. And very often we don't realize that, that it's just that, you know, those 15 minute increments where, okay, well, I'm just going to do this for 15 minutes. And even if you just do it for 15 minutes, that's still a small step you have taken in the direction of your goal. And I think one of the issues that we run across is a lot of I would say, if not almost all solopreneurs, are big picture people. We love starting things. <laughs> yeah. I I can't tell you how many things I start in a year's time that never see the light of day. And, you know, part of that's just process, right? Right. You, you've got to figure out what it is you're doing and throughout the rest. But I think a lot of us, too, are, oh, here's my Mona Lisa idea. And, oh, wait, you mean I actually have to paint this one little <laughs> brush stroke at a time? Right. Oh, screw that. Yeah. You know. I want um, it done now. Yeah, exactly. And what's the Curry Fisher quote? Instant gratification takes too long. <laughs> yeah. 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 And this is a world of instant gratification. It is hard to make yourself slow down and... Yeah. Be deliberate about something. Right. And pay attention to the little details. Oh, I was supposed to file that form. Oops. You know, I got lost in trying to pursue this big contract or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, we all forget stuff. It's part of the part of the deal of being human. But it's still, uh, it, takes, it takes a lot more attention and focus than I think a lot of us, especially a lot of people who are starting companies or starting small businesses or whatever. And... A lot more than they have the patience or the mental fortitude to keep putting in. And I think that's, you know, when I think about people who've failed at projects or or think about projects that have failed, I should say, a lot of it's not due to bad situations. It's due to lack of follow through. Mm -hmm. And I'm as guilty as the next person when it comes to that. Yeah, I uh, I am kind of the same way. I get really excited about new projects um, and, you know, follow through may or may not happen if I find that right connection to, you know, help me with the project or it seems like, oh, yeah, this is something that I definitely want to get going. Um, but, yeah, follow through. That's that's key. Uh, at least it is for me. It's easy to get excited about stuff and start working on it, but to, you know, keep working on it and mm-hmm. f- 
you know, follow it through the end of the project. That's, you know, that's not always the easy thing to do. Yeah. Well, I always think about when I was doing my probably rather ill-advised financially uh, <laughs> master's in English, I wrote my dissertate, my dissertate, my thesis on uh, Ray Bradbury because we had the Ray Bradbury Center at IUPUI. And so we had access to and actually had a lot of his letters and early drafts and stuff that never got published and a lot of confidential you know, communication between he and his publishers and, and other people. And um, I, anyway, I wrote my dis my dissertation. My wife wrote a dissertation. She has a PhD. I have a master's. <laughs> Do you have secretly wish you had a PhD? No. no. <laughs> to quote Schopenhauer, intellect is scar tissue. <laughs> I don't want that much scar tissue in my head. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was Schopenhauer anyway. I don't know. Too much scar tissue. <laughs> but anyway, I was working on Ray's becoming a novelist as opposed to just a short story writer. And Dandelion Wine was the first book that he wrote that was uh, a full-length book as opposed to just one-off magazine or, mm -hmm. or serial magazine publications. And I remember, like, for the first time reading some of his letters back and forth with his publisher, and he was just plagued by doubts. Um, you know, I don't know if I have the stamina for this. You know, um, oh, I have more research to do, which is the writer's way of saying I ain't ready to write. <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's, in fact, I remember the publisher once responded, well, you know, don't let your reading or your research become pencil sharpening. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can spend too much time prepping before you just dive back in. And I think when we were lacking motivation or we're intimidated by what we're working on, that whole idea of, oh, I just need to do a little more prep. You know, I mean, it's important to have a good idea of, you know, what you're getting into. Mm -hmm. But again, taking action, even if it's just that 15 minutes or that one phone call or that filling out that one form that takes you 20 minutes that's been on your desk for three weeks. <laughs> right. You know, um, it's exactly what it takes. And, you know, and, and again, to to have seen as a as a graduate student you know, inside the process of this guy who's literally a legend, mm -hmm. you know, as far as fantasy, science fiction, all that kind of stuff. I mean, he helped define the genre. Um, to see that he was just as plagued by lack of motivation, doubts, that kind of stuff was was real helpful, you know, for sure. It's it's nice to have that um, validation. Okay, I'm not the only one who's going through this. Someone else, and someone very famous for his writing, went through this. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's about doubts and that horrible imposter syndrome that we all yeah. feel periodically. You know, it, it's just a matter of time before they find out I'm a fraud and I don't know what the hell I'm talking <laughs> right, about. Yeah. And, um, when in reality, you've had past successes that mm -hmm. you can look back to. And um, there are, you know, there are lots of ways to remember your power and to be able to own it again. Soul Power is sponsored in part by Arts with a Purpose and Michael Newton Audio Services. If you or your company would like to be featured as a sponsor on Soul Power, please visit us at soulpowerpodcast.com. That's S-O-L-E powerpodcast.com. So what other kind of strategies or tips or techniques have you come across that seem to be useful? You know, I've worked um, with my clients on 
just kind of getting back to square one, remembering why you even started the business to begin with. Okay. And, you know, what prompted you to take that action and kind of falling in love with your business again. Mm. So what... uh... How do you, I mean, obviously you can just think about it, right? but are there are specific sort of questions that you have and often have people ask themselves or specific ways of looking at why you started? Um, is it more about remembering the hell that you were in as a, as I think a salaried me, employee yeah. or yeah. is it, you know? Yeah, I think sometimes it is. It's it's touching on those pain points and why you left that environment to begin with. Um, at least for me, that works, you know. It's one thing to just remember, okay, I became a solopreneur because I wanted to help people or I wanted to make an impact or I wanted to um, get my art out into the world, whatever your reasoning was to begin with. Um, And remembering that and also remembering why you left the situation you were in before and why you originally started your business, you know, what what was it that motivated you? You know, was it a particular conversation? Was it, you know, uh, an argument with the boss? Was it just all of it? <laughs> and you just reached a point where you're like, okay, that's it. I can't do it anymore, which was my story. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of reached a point where, okay, this is this is not me. I'm, I'm going to die working <laughs> in corporate America. I can't do this. You'll just find me curled up under my desk yes. like a cockroach. Yes. Yeah. Like George Costanza sleeping under my desk. <laughs> I knew someone who did that, but I'm not going to mention any names. Okay. You just had to bring it up. I did. I know I'm it's sorry. me. I'm sorry. I know well, it's me. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But actual, you know, tactics, I guess. I guess a good exercise would be going back and writing down, mm. okay, this is why I left corporate America or, or you know, whatever you've, you've left. And this is why I started this business. Going back to your why, mm-hmm. you know, figuring out your why. Why are you doing this? Why do you get out of bed every morning to do this? What motivates you? What keeps you going? Do you ever have your clients keep journals? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of things do they put in their journals? You know, they haven't ever read their journals to me. But I think people, at least my clients, use those journals to capture the doubts, but also capture the successes and mm-hmm. remember, okay, I have done this in the past. I have succeeded in this particular area. Um, I've done this before, and I've done it well. Yeah. So, you know, why can't, why couldn't I keep doing that? Right, right. One thing that, um, that's been a motivator for me a couple of times in the past is even without the intention to get a different job, I have made my resume mm-hmm. just to be an excuse to list out Okay, to sell myself on myself. Right. You know, to list out, oh, guess what? I, that's right. I did do this. This Because it's so easy to lonely look forward. Oh, yeah. Um, or to, you know, as, as is human nature, to look backwards and feel the, the pinches and the stings, or the slings and arrows or whatever <laughs> sort right. of uncomfortable metaphor you want to put in there. Um, but, you know, there's a reason, I think, beyond simply 
going, eh, that, uh, <laughs> you know, the doctors have their diplomas up on the wall and all of their certificates and things like that, you know, and it's not just doctors, it's, you know, CEOs and, and all sorts of people. But um, it's good to have those tangible reminders. Mm -hmm. And I think um, for me, I'll often do something like that. I, you know, when I had a, a full on studio, the walls were just covered in CDs that I'd made, you know, or records that I had produced or engineered or both. Um, and, you know, it helped to walk through there and go, oh, yeah, I remember this project. This was really fun. Oh, but this was really challenging about that. It's kind of like what I'm going through now, you know, or just simply, oh, yeah, you know, we, we really did something cool and creative on this project mm -hmm. or that project. And just tangible reminders of whatever it is that you do. And also then to keep... Um, motivational, and I, you know, I don't mean like the kitten going hang in there, <laughs> right. but you know, put up a, a picture of people who've done the thing you want to mm -hmm. do, and and just use it as a reminder to yourself. You know, inside I have mine inside the door of my medicine cabinet in my bathroom. So every day when I reach for deodorant, I open it up, and there are things that motivate me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, put it somewhere where you're going to see it, where you're going to remember that it's there. And to just, even if you don't have anyone around to influence you, you can sort of surprise, sort of, sort of surprise yourself mm -hmm. with motivation at times yeah. too. Yeah, that's true. I I have definitely done that. Um, you know, having the tangible thing is such a great idea. Um, and there's this, I call it Midwestern humility, that. <laughs> tells us to stay small or mm. play small to make mm -hmm. the people around us feel better or, you know, that it's boastful right. to, right. you know, brag or talk about your successes. And in reality, it just, it doesn't serve anyone to play small. No, no. And absolutely. And I don't know, this is some matter of contention, but I'll have, I personally have more respect for somebody who's accomplished a lot and is kind of an asshole <laughs> than somebody who's really, really nice and sits on the couch all day. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, give yourself permission to brag a little bit mm -hmm. sometimes. And remember that, you know, just because you're at a dinner party doesn't mean these people can't be around you. Are They're not just friends. They could be future employers or future clients or people who you want to think of you as something more than just, oh, you know, Bob from the party. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think too many times, not just as Midwestern, but Midwesterners, but as just people in general, you know, we're afraid of stepping on toes. We're afraid of, you know, dressing the part or acting the part. And as any you know, actor will tell you, fake it till you make it, mm -hmm. you know, or, or rock stars. You know, I, I remember, I, can't, I think it was maybe Alice Cooper or somebody. Uh, I read an interview with a long, long time ago. And he said, you know, somebody asked him, well, what's the trick to being a rock star? He says, well, you have to start by acting like you're one. Yeah. You know, and not that everybody needs to be a rock star, but you got to walk the walk. Mm -hmm. Even if in the back of your mind, you're going, oh, this is really stupid or oh, I feel really silly doing this. Sometimes all it takes is putting in a little FaceTime with the right perspective or the right, um, you know, swagger. Yeah. That can that can keep you going and keep not just keep you motivated, but can also bring that stuff to you that's gonna that's gonna motivate you and, and make you more successful. Mm -hmm. 
So one last um, little tidbit of information that I find really useful that I never thought I would find useful is... Drugs? Drugs. Yes, drugs. <laughs> Sorry. Ah, drugs. No, actually, sadly, that's not the answer right now. Um, it is don't burn bridges. Ah, yeah. Um, and I've had experiences in my life where, you know, I left a job either willingly or unwillingly <laughs> and maybe had some anger toward my boss or whomever. And I would think, okay, well, I can burn that bridge and I'll be damned if that person doesn't come back around. It happens. Yeah. It yeah. happens. Nobody's position or life um, trajectory is static. Right. You know, and you're going to meet the same people in different weird situations. Um, yeah. It's, I just have to share this. I'm, so I'm a, I'm a, a closet Redditor, mostly a lurker. <laughs> But people were sharing things like, what is one of the worst things that's ever happened to you? Like a, just a terrible coincidence that you had at work, right? Um, or just fate kind of thumbing its nose at you. There was a, and this was a, an Australian person who shared this. There was a man and a woman who worked together, ended up getting involved romantically, then got engaged, but they, she was cheating on him. Oh, they gosh. broke up. It was really ugly. They still had to work together. He applied for a position on an island, like as a researcher on an island in the Pacific somewhere. There were two positions open, and she got the other position. Neither of them knew they had applied for this job. Um, and so they went from being stuck in an office in Australia to being stuck together in a tinier office <laughs> In the middle of the ocean. <laughs> so, yeah, be careful with the bridges. Yeah. And be careful who you follow to what company. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree completely. Completely. The, um, the bridges thing, I just really never thought. I thought that I could burn a bridge and get over it, mm -hmm. go on to the next thing. And it has happened so many times mm. as a solopreneur. People I knew in my past life have come back around and either needed my help or I needed their help or, you know, you just, you never know when someone is going to pop up, come back yeah. around. So unless you really feel strongly about burning that bridge, I would. Or unless the person you're burning it with is really old. That's true. You know, then you're like, oh, yeah. That's true. They're probably not going to be around much no, longer to care yeah, yeah. one way or the other. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That was a joke. It's okay. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. Watch it. Watch the road. Watch the road. Okay. Breathe deep. There you go. Okay. You don't, you don't have to say anything in the comments section. It's okay. It's all right. It's all good. But I welcome your comments. <laughs> so... That's it. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Just uh, a little bit about keeping motivation while we're solopreneuring. All right. So if we had to sum up, we would say keep tangible trophies, so mm -hmm. to speak, around. Just dive in and do a little bit and see if it takes you somewhere. Uh, find community. Find, find your tribe. And... Um, Remember why you started the business to begin with. Absolutely. Go back to square one. 
All right. Well, this has been Soul Power from our demented little studio here. (laughs) I'm your host, Gabriel Harley. And I'm your co-host, Angela Jordan. And we will see you all next time. Thanks for listening. been listening to Soul Power, the podcast by, for, and about solopreneurs. Soul Power is recorded by Gabriel Harley, and it was mixed and edited by Michael Newton. For more information, visit us at soulpowerpodcast.com or at facebook.com slash soulpowerpodcast. That's S-O-L-E Power Podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review on your favorite listening platform. Your support is what keeps us going.